It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the Thrill Takers presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 368. I'll be your host, Kyle Corr, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate! Sup, 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 Voila! <laughs> Dating myself a little bit. That's gotta be... That that's was... like season one, isn't it? And they're doing that. I think it was season one. Could even be like first episode. Oh, I'm not even talking the office. I'm oh. talking about the, that. Wasn't it like a beer commercial or something that they were commercial. I think. Yeah, yeah, that they were referencing. That was like the. Yeah. God, was that like the early 2000s? Way back. Yeah. Old. Ah. Uh. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Um. I didn't want to be the one to bring it up, but I know you're not. Well, maybe you were going to bring it up I, because you do like the occasional put me on on the spot, put me on blast every now and then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This whole home run derby conspiracy, like the participant thing that we, we got into the other day, what mm-hmm. happened? Because nobody reached out to me. And if you're hearing this, you have no idea what I'm talking about. We like slightly previewed the home run derby last episode right and i ran through the participants nobody said boo i included juan soto i believe in the mix of people and apparently juan soto was never in the home run derby this year like to begin with which is not my fault that i included him because i pulled the list directly from an article because i wanted to make sure i had all the participants so it's not like i just was going like off the top of my top of my head. I listed I listed all the names that were in this in this article that I pulled directly from because it was already bulleted and I just copied and pasted just to make sure I had everybody. And it turns out Juan Soto was not in the home run derby to begin with. So what happened? Like did he announce that he was in this and then back out or what? Because people were then coming after me because Adolis Garcia, or I'm sorry, Luis Robert announced that he was in the home run derby. And then I said, all right, there it is. That's all eight. Right. I thought we were done. Yeah. Good to go. And then Adolis Garcia was like, yeah, let's run it. And I'm like, oh, are we doing nine this year? Because you're the one on the outside looking in, my friend. 
and then apparently he was the eighth and final participant. So what happened? Do, do you have any idea? I'm like looking up, you know, where you can go Google and like you can look up news. I don't see anything. Anything about it. And that's why I said it's, it's a conspiracy because I Googled every combination of phraseology like Juan Soto 2023 home run derby home run derby participants 2023 did, seattle did you read i don't know and maybe that's on me for not for not vetting my sources but i one would think I, that's not something you need to vet too deep so, right yeah i see I an article that says home run derby field blah 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 and i i click it pull the list and i read off juan soto's name juan soto's not in the home run derby I don't know. So man. something got wiped. There, there's something going on here. I need. Servers I'm gonna need somebody wiped. To, I'm gonna Just need somebody it. to look into that because that was not on me. So I don't want to hear about it anymore. Okay. It's definitely not on me. Don't shoot the messenger. It's definitely <laughs> not on Nate. Nate was just. Happily listening along. along. <laughs> he, he was happily listening, and like I said, Nate didn't object. Nobody immediately objected after no one, the fact. No one said anything. No comments anywhere. Nothing Nobody said anything. And it's obvious this, people aren't even look, really listening to us, I think. They're just... Yeah, that, I mean, that's fair assumption. Yeah, just throw it It's on. more of like background music. People do just turn laundry. it on. Yeah. Do some laundry. It's what they put on when they leave, like, for their dogs. They just put right, on some, like, right. white noise. <laughs> I bet you we have a fabulous... Shout out dogs. Yeah. I, we have a fabulous listenership when it comes to the dog population. 100%. So, shout... Shout out you guys. That makes sense, um, actually. B- big time listeners have no clue as to what we're saying, but at the same time, they know exactly what we're talking about. Just so filtering through 300 and what are we at now? 368. Goodness. So all dogs out there, we appreciate you. Um, You want to talk about some injuries out in LA slash Anaheim? Because that seems to be taking over the... Taking over the waves uh, as yeah. of late on both sides. You got you got some names going down for the Dodgers. You got some names going down for the Angels. Just a, a big IL mess out there in Los Angeles, Anaheim, California of L.A. Uh, the Angel, Let's start with the Angels. Mike Trout, it was announced, will be out four to eight weeks uh, due to a left wrist fracture. Did you, by, by chance, did you see the video? Uh, yeah, just looked like a awkward swing, but he's a freak. So some dudes just generate a ton of torque in their swing and can break wrists. Apparently <laughs> poor guy though. I th- talking about vetting sources. I thought I was watching uh, the wrong video from whatever account that had posted yeah. the video i'm like this, this isn't the right video because what i just watched was not worthy of a wrist fracture right but then you know you let it play out the trainer comes out and he's walking off the field i said okay well clearly this is the correct video but uh i thought this was gonna be the year we had talked about it post world baseball classic you and i were both high on the the mike trout train not to say that <laughs> Not to say that this is like a total drop off or anything. It's not like we're not going to see him the rest of the year, but 
uh, I was really hoping things would be going different, going a little bit differently uh, for the Angels this year. So he went. He had surgery yesterday, so he will be out four to eight weeks. I did. I did think it was funny though that he was quoted as saying something along the lines of like, "Oh, I'll for sure be back," and I'm like, "We've we've been here before, Mike. Like, I don't. I I'm I'm not reading too much into your guarantees because." We've we've seen this play out before, and it didn't exactly work out well. I mean, I think we're we're officially at the point of him being injury prone. Like, I I think that's this. We're now at the point where this is what he's going to be remembered by. The first half of his career, we're talking about how he's coming for records and the greatest baseball player we'll we'll ever see. You could argue that he is capable of it, that he has the athleticism to be that. He has the ability, the tools to break all those records. His last full season was 2016. 159 games. I mean, 20, 2012 was his first like full-time year. 139 games. And then he went 157, 157, 159, 159. Then 2017 rolls around, 114. All right. 2018, 2019, 140, 134. Okay, so he's playing more games. It's maybe one IL stint during those times. And then 2020 is a wash. Um, 2021, 36 games. Last year, 119. And this year, I mean, we're talking, I'm assuming, going to be around the same range, the 115 to 120. And you're talking about injuries that are all over the body, too. Yep. They're everywhere. It's not like this chronic back issue that Kershaw is dealing with throughout his career. This is like a, it's a strange injury. And... Well, I mean, what's odd to you... me it's that it's not like a Byron Buxton thing where he's going balls to the wall, yeah, and just being reckless with his body. This is normal baseball activity stuff that's happening, and it's taking him out. But as a fan, and I mean, an IL stint's an IL stint at the end of the day. But like, as as a fan, as an Angels fan, or just a a Mike Trout fan, wouldn't you almost prefer it to be that way than something that's chronic or something that's nagging? Because we've seen instances of guys throughout the course of baseball history where it's like, man, imagine what player X could have been had it Mm -hmm. not been for that hamstring, that back, that shoulder. At least with Trout, it seems like and again, I'm not saying it's it's any better because he's missing time regardless, but it's it more so speaks to the generalities of his injuries and just his overall injury proneness, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. Instead of it just being like, well, he he seemingly can't get over this fill in the blank injury. Right. Because that that almost seems like that almost seems more depressing because it's like you've got this gem. You've got this guy who, like we just talked about, was being talked about as the greatest baseball player we could ever see when it was all said and done. And 
if he was to to end up in a situation where it was just the same nagging thing, I don't know if that would make me feel any better. But at least it's as of late, it seems it's something different each time. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, he's just having a hard time staying healthy. It's not like he's he's rehabbing this one particular thing over and over and it just keeps backfiring on him over and over and over. I don't know. I don't again, doesn't make you feel any better, but it's it's different than than maybe some of the bigger names we've seen over the years who just can't get over the one hump. I think you can argue that this um I think you can argue that Otani most likely moving on from the Angels is a little bit of a blessing. Trout's going to turn 32 next year. He's the only DH two games this year. DH seven games last year. So with Otani moving on, you provide that, that extra half day off for him more often. And say what you will of how these injuries are happening you know guys up the middle, catcher, shortstop, center field, take a beating. They take a beating, and a lot of times defense can can start to deteriorate a body. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's a little bit of a blessing. Trout is going to have to find a way to stay on the field. And, and we may see, I mean, records, I don't know. Is that 368 career home runs? 940 RBIs. So, you know, it's I he's probably gonna be the next Griffey. Where there's gonna be an entire generation saying, This was the greatest baseball player I ever witnessed, but he's not gonna be remembered as that because the numbers aren't gonna be able to match what he was really capable of. And he'll probably be a favorite player for a long time for a lot of people. But, yeah, dude, it's it sucks. Definitely sucks. I mean, Shohei coming in when he did really, you could make the argument, altered his legacy and the way yeah. he's remembered. because, And it's not even the timing. It's also the team to which he came onto the scene with Mm -hmm. it's like, there wasn't even a chance for people to kind of, I mean, Trout's going, going through his, his, his spell of injuries and you drop Shohei in there and immediately takes over the conversation as greatest baseball player we've ever seen. There wasn't even a, a time to hit the reset button, to breathe, to collect ourselves, to look back on Trout's career and go, all right, let's evaluate what we've seen thus far. How does this play? Like, how does this, uh, like looking ahead, how does this map itself out for the remainder of his career? How is it going to stack up against the other all-time greats? I mean, Shohei shows up on the same team. And unfortunately for Mike Trout, I think wipes, wipes away that conversation of greatest baseball player we've ever seen. Uh, at least, for now, I mean, now that we've seen it for the number of years that we have, but back to the 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 trade conversation, safe to assume this is a sign from the baseball gods that Shohei is 
no longer going to be an angel. I mean, this timing could not have been worse for the angels. Like if you're the front office, because you're looking at this going, we needed all hands on deck to make a run at this. And we're getting real close to crunch time with the deadline. Yeah. And now we just lost one of our best players, one of the best players in the game. Yeah. And we're also having to field questions as we have been for the last six to 12 months about yeah. whether or not we're keeping Shohei. Yeah. Seven games back in the division right now, only a game over 500. Run differentials, I mean, plus 21. It's it's barely anything. Uh, Where do they, what's the latest on the wild card race for them? Four back. Okay. Uh, Red Sox also four back. Toronto game and a half back. But you talk two teams behind these Angels that in Seattle and Cleveland after a pretty abysmal first half, you could argue that they will surge at some point where it's hard to say that about the Angels. Like It's hard to say that they're going to take off and get better with Trout out. So I don't know, dude. It's just like, especially in that division, who's going to hand that over? Who's who's going to hand over the haul that Otani deserves or that the Angels deserve for Otani? It's I, I just for a rental. Well, I mean, you, you talk, we talk about guys from time to time where it's and you've brought this up with a number of guys around this time of year where it's going to be a a trade and extend kind of situation. I Yeah. It's, Safe to say, whoever whoever acquires Shohei, the deadline is not just going to be like, all right, well, we're going to ride this wave for a couple unless, months. And unless then it's ship a half out. a billy, uh, he's hitting the he's hitting the market. It has to be a huge number that it's going to if it's a trade and sign, it's going to be it's going to have to be massive. Right, but if you think about it, the only teams that are going to be capable of providing that haul, it's safe to assume, are going to be a big enough market. Like, we're not talking about mid to small market teams here. Everybody knows sure. that. Yeah. So the bigger market teams that are going to be able to afford the haul that's going to be required are also going to have a large enough checkbook to where safe to assume it won't be it won't be an issue. It's just a matter of how much he's he's going to end up getting. Yeah, and you see, you see these articles all the time about forget Shohei as the as the the one guy. Look at him as though he's two player, like two all star caliber players, a pitcher and a hitter. Sure. And how would you how would you pay if you're just paying for Shohei the pitcher? How are you paying him? If you pay for Shohei the hitter, how are you paying him? Take those yeah. two numbers, throw them together, throw them together. You may even have to add a little bit of a sweetener in there because it's Shohei and he's not two players. He's one guy. Yeah. So a half a billion. I mean, is that what we're looking at for this contract? Well, everything's projecting the, like what you said, I saw something the other day of um, like what he deserves as a pitcher, what he deserves as a hitter. And uh, you know, you're looking at, like two to two fifty as just a pitcher. 
and you know that the hitting is is arguably more valuable. So sure. you're getting over three as a hitter. Yeah, it's going to be a half a bill. But, I mean, age-wise, how old is he? He's 29. You're going to have to take him to 40. So it's going to have to be a 10 or 11-year deal. Has to be. Just to manage payroll. You know what I mean? Just to make it somewhat manageable to hand out 50 mil yeah so 50 50 mil av minimum if that yeah if that's if that's the kind of conversation we're looking at here with that are you that deal yeah are you buying into like the um the the want of staying out west so it makes it like easier for japan to be able to view his games i know that's what like the initial thought was when he came out. Yeah. I mean, he's been to New point, York. You're basically just looking at the Dodgers. Yeah. Or unless maybe, the, maybe the giants. Yeah. Maybe. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, he's been to New there's, York. They're like a dark horse with this, right? As they are with all these guys, mm -hmm. whether or not they, they pull the trigger is a different conversation, but no, like I was saying, he's, he's been to New York. It is what it is. I don't know if he has any if if that's really moved the needle enough for him to commit to the next ten plus years of his career. And it's the Mets, you know what I mean? Like you're watching you watch guys that are beloved go over there and then they're hated because of the right. the shambles of an organization. You know, it's, Oh yeah, I could just like I could see it now. He he'd he would show up in Queens and have like a, a rough month to start the seat his first year. And then in the comment section, it'd be, can't believe they signed this clown laughing emoji, laughing emoji, yeah. clown emoji, clown emoji. Like get a grip, like whoever, I hope it's not the Mets because they're yeah. only going to, the Mets fans are going to single-handedly bring down Shohei's legacy Look by themselves. Quickly Mr. Smile is just Frankie Lindor. Like, oh, he hates guy's life. Miserable. Dude. He hates life. I've seen that guy smile in a year and a half. It's just not happening. <laughs> Mr. Hasn't smiled in a year and a half. You yeah. know, it makes it makes uh, Jose Ramirez's contract make a little more sense. I remember when we when that happened, both of us, uh, pretty much everybody was like, "Why would you want to stay in Cleveland?" Yeah. Well, who? Who do you think is enjoying life right now more? Jose Ramirez or Frankie Lindor? It's true. So true. good on Jose Ramirez for kind of looking into the crystal ball a little bit, you know, because surely we weren't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I just, I don't see anybody really giving up that too big of a haul to go get him. If it is, I, I think it's going to have to be the Angels accepting a lot of payroll, which I don't think they're going to do. Like, I think whoever does try to attempt to trade for them, you take the Yankees as an example, and I'm not saying this, that the Yankees are more interested than any other team, but like, you're going to have to talk about like a Stanton going in that deal to, to offset. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be, sure. yeah, 
And and I just don't see why the Angels would bring that in. You know what I'm saying? Like, why take half of what we would spend on Otani? It's just, you know, it's going to be a multitude of big league ready guys. And I mean, like, potential all-star guys mixed in with two, maybe three of your top five prospects. I mean, to put it into perspective, I've like entertained the idea of what it would look like to trade for him in fantasy baseball. And every time, (laughs) every time I think about it, my brain breaks because I'm like, I don't even know how, how, like, how do you go about trading for a guy like that? It doesn't, I can't wrap my head around it because it's like, it's like, okay, if you're trading for a big arm, say you're like a GM, you're trying to trade for a big arm, you're going to give you're going to give some prospects maybe like so, like some big prospects mm-hmm. highly ranked prospects and then maybe like a a major league adequate arm to kind of offset the time that yeah. you have to wait for on the prospects but with, but with Shohei it's it's not just that you're you would be trading for a guy who's a good pitcher and a good hitter you're trading mm-hmm. for a guy that's almost top of the game in both yeah. categories. Yeah. So I, it just doesn't even make any sense. All I do know is that whoever acquires him may have to chip in a little extra uh, for some Blistex because kind of sticking on, on theme here with the, the injury conversation, Shohei uh, was pulled from his last start with a blister. Did you know uh, after he got pulled in that start, it was following the first instance of him, him giving back-to-back home runs? Really? Yeah. It was, uh, uh, why do I want to say Cronenworth and bogey? It was bogey and somebody. I can't remember who the other one was. Mm. Um, but yeah, it gets pulled from blister says he will not, he will likely not be pitching, uh, in the, or he said, quote, as of now, I'm planning on not pitching regarding the all-star game. Uh, so at best we will see Shohei on the offensive side of things. Mm -hmm. If, if everything goes well, if his, uh, quote road to recovery goes well over the next, next few days. Um, but yeah, angels, angels are down bad and not to mention Anthony Rendon. I, I think I saw was on crutches or something. Right. So that's fun. Couldn't be more done with him. Couldn't be yeah. more done with that entire yeah. thing. That would be interesting as well. I wonder if the Angels would offload if there was a package. Take Shohei. Take Rendon with you. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if we're going to give you this. You got you to gotta help us out a little bit. I could see that too. That would be interesting. I don't know if you can trade someone while they're on the IL, though. I don't know the rules around that. I'm assuming Rendon's on the IL, being on crutches. Uh, no, he he. Last oh, I just checked, day to he, day. Last I checked, he was not because it sounds like there was a chance that he could play Friday. Uh, so they didn't want to. That's what I read. They may have updated that this morning, but the last I read is that there was a chance he could play, so they didn't want to commit to putting him on the IL. Either way. 
just tough going out in, in LA, uh, in the, in the fake LA or no, that was, that's in the fake LA in the real LA mm-hmm. also down bad. Dustin may out for the season. That rotations in shambles. You look at the rotation that was there on opening day and where the rotations yeah. at now. Not good. You got Kershaw in the 15 day IL. He's out with shoulder soreness. Um, Safe to assume Dodgers are going to be picking up an arm at the deadline. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probably going to be a budgetary thing. Unless they do try to trade for Shohei. But they're only a game and a half back. And that's just, it's that's what's insane to me. Is that you're talking about a team that basically did nothing in the offseason. Has been dealing with injuries all year. Urias was out for a ton of time. Walker Bueller being down. Kershaw's on and off. Dustin May now. Like, but to Kershaw's credit, he has he's had he's been lights he's out. A, he's been great. Yeah, yeah. But either way, he's I think this isn't his first stint this year. So it's like I I still don't you can you could see how good this team is. Still being a game and a half back, ten games over five hundred. Maybe this is just a battered and bruised. Let's just get to the All Star game or the uh, Wild Card game. Have faith that we can take out whoever we need to take out. So I I don't think it's going to be a big splash. I don't think you're going to see any any sexy names in in any moves. Most likely just going to be balling on a budget. I don't know. I think we I think we might be surprised at the name they they go get. You think? I don't have a name in mind, but I I don't know. I I just feel like the Dodgers have been playing it real safe. And they've been doing they've been doing it well to their credit. Like they've been laying low. We we thought with the lack of noise that they made in the offseason, we're like, yeah. okay, well, what is a Dodgers team that doesn't go out and make a splash in the offseason look like? How does that play out? over the course of 162 and they're just they're chilling man i mean like you said 10 games over 500 two games back in the division behind the d-backs if you're the front office in los angeles you may be looking at the diamondbacks going is that sustainable over the course of 162 or or can we just edge this thing out and and take the division but it's not just them you have to worry about i mean the giants are right behind them they're well d-backs and giants are gonna add for sure yeah, I mean the Giants are right behind them as well. So and one can only assume. I'm I'm tired of talking about it, but you, you just have to assume that the Padres to some extent figured out to at at the very least make that division race somewhat interesting. And not to say that they'd be going for the t- the division title, but at least just to have the Dodgers looking in their rearview mirror just a little bit, right? I mean I it, think they it, sell it's just a massive disappointment. Either way, though, I I think, like I said, I think we'll be surprised at, at who they go uh, snatch up at the deadline because they've just been they've been playing quiet way too long. 
not play, not not in terms of performance, but just the way they're going about their business. It's been been a little quiet on the on the the home front out there in L.A. So time time will tell. We'll see. Coming up on the deadline here at the end of the month. Um, we want to talk about some guys that have been having having a good month, good couple weeks. Six days in. Sure. I don't go off the calendar. I just go off of how many days it's been. Yeah. In fact, to be honest with you, I don't really have a time frame for this. It This segment that I like doing is really just a gut thing, you know? Like, who's been, who's been more than a flash in the pan over the course of however long? Mm. It could be one week. It could be two weeks. It could be a month. Sometimes guys ball out for a month plus, and it takes me a while to get around to them. But I Fair. inevitably get around to them. Fair. I may have missed a guy or two, but for the most part, I try to I try to give give props where props are due. Uh, this guy, however, I have mentioned in this segment before, and it comes as no surprise. But I did see a little nugget worth noting, so I wanted to throw that out there. But Ronald Acuna Jr becomes the only player in NL NL AL NL history with 20 home run 20 plus home runs, 40 plus stolen bases and 50 plus ribbies before the All-Star break. Why is that not being talked about more? He the Braves are getting the love they deserve, rightfully so, yeah. but it, it what is it about Ronald Cunha Jr that seemingly makes it seem as though he's flying under the radar slightly. How does that even make sense? I don't know. I don't know. I I do think I saw something that he's got like the hardest throw from the outfield as well this year. So just like the it's it's the definition of five tools. I I can't think of like a a an, another year like this where we're just we have like this kind of lead on MVP favorites. I I don't get it. I don't I don't get this guy's such a freak. It's insane. I remember the first month joking about 40-40, maybe 50-50. You could argue his power hasn't even really truly shown up the way that we're used to. You could argue that. 40-40 seems like a lock at this point. Just got to stay healthy. Well, he's got half of it already taken care of. Yeah. That's so, what I'm saying. It's basically a lock. Good to, good to go there. I think, I think we can bank on Ronnie getting at least... What is He has 20-plus, but what is he actually at right now? I haven't even checked. Jax? Yeah. It's like 21. Please hold. 21. Yeah, sure enough. Yeah, so 19 post All-Star break. Yeah. Yeah, 40-40 is a lock. I see it. And now with these new rules, it's like I, I don't see how... That is going to... This isn't a fluke. Is this an annual occurrence for Ronald yeah. Acuna Jr.? Yes. 
40-40. Man is a walking 30-30 guy. Like, if he no, stays it. on the say field. Say it. Say it. I don't, can't say don't perennial. Say I can don't. say 40-40 threat, but like a lock on a 30-30 is absurd. Like a lock. We're gonna have a we're gonna have 15 30 30 guys this year. That's a little generous. Maybe I would maybe love 10. to I would love yeah, I'd love to know the actual number on that. That's it's gotta be astronomical compared to last year, I'm sure. Corbin Carroll's gonna be a 30 30 guy. I don't know what Luis Roberts looking like stolen base wise, but I'm, he's he's at twenty five jacks already. Talk about a crazy story with Corbin Carroll. I just wanna see I wanna see him set the the overall mark give, give like give me 75 jacks corbin carroll all right it's fine give with me, me. A, i got him on the squad so <laughs> give me a 75 up, quad. give me a 75 60 year and i'll be happy sheesh no why why would i even play it safe like that 75 100 there you go if you're worth the contract that they signed you to you'll put up 75 100 this year you got some work to do 300 by the way he is Sorry, I don't know why I asked that like a question. He, he is. is hitting over 300. <laughs> Bro. What's the mark at for Corbin Carroll? E- 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 I, th- I think last I saw he was at 19 jacks. Please hold uh, 18. Hitting 292. And has oh, so I thought he was at 300. 24 swipes. No, I was asking the mark about his average, but you said it's 292. 292 with a 930 OPS. He must have had a down week because I swear when I checked at the start of last week, he was I was doing a little I was doing a little sniffing around on on Nate's fantasy roster. I was Where just are you? taking a look, you know, evaluating my options, and I, I was I was poking around a little bit. And I at the time, I I swear he was three hundred plus, but must have had a down week or something. I don't know. Multiple teams interested in my boy. He ain't going anywhere. We don't need to talk about it. Manny Machado. Love to the got to give love to the OG. Uh, Bum list creator. The inaug- yeah, the inaugural member of the bum list. Manny Machado, he has redeemed himself in our eyes. Uh, quite honestly, the the greatest honor one could achieve in this sport. I would agree. Redeeming yourselves in the eyes of Yeah, if you can work your way off the bum list. You're, you're in good shape. Nobel Prize, basically. Same thing. The baseball Nobel Prize. Uh, Manny Machado has recorded four multi-hit games over five games so far this month, uh, going nine for 20 with three bombs and eight ribbies in that span. To put things in perspective, as we all know, Machado has had a less than desirable year this year. He had four home runs in all of June. Hmm. That was over 26 games, and he are, he has three Yeah, this month. It's so time. Props to, props to Manny, turning things around. It was inevitable. Jesus Lazardo, another guy. 
mm-hmm. has not given up a run in his last three starts, and that's over 19 and a third innings. He has 26 strikeouts and just 10 hits allowed in that span. Look at you sprinkling in a pitcher. He has, oh, I got another one. He has the seventh. With This was surprising to me. Jesus Lazardo has the seventh most strikeouts in all of baseball. I would not have I would not have guessed that. But I guess when you have guys like and I'm just kind of speculating here. I don't I I don't entirely know their exact strikeout numbers right now, but when you have guys like Scherzer and Verlander who are not like mm, corralling yeah, the top of right. that list. Right. It gives it gives the space. It gives room for guys like Jesus Lazardo to slide sure. in there. But he's been having he's been having a a good stretch as of late. Another pitcher, yes, another pitcher, Pablo Lopez. I believe we we dropped his name last episode, or maybe the episode before that. As we once again reference the trade, uh, I think we were just talking him. a little noise about him too. Anytime we, we talk noise uh, on somebody, they turn around and just have. Lights out. That's, exact, that's exactly right. Pablo Lopez, his last start went CG, zero runs, four hits, and twelve Ks. It was the best. It was the best outing of his career. Uh, but his last three starts, he's gone twenty-one innings with twenty-eight strikeouts. Has five quality starts in his last six starts, posting a two-seven-two ERA, a .96 WHIP, and has a fifty-two to nine strikeout to walk ratio through 39 and two thirds innings in that time. When did he, what that was yesterday, Wednesday? Uh, his, his last start. Yeah. Uh, yes. There's gotta be something that's like up top in a pitcher's noggin or like heading into all-star break. I'm, I'm not necessarily emptying the tank, but you can give that extra, Sure. That extra half gear where you can turn it up a bit, knowing you're going in with a nice little break. Yeah. Not going to be pitching the all-star game. Yeah. Not surprised. You might see a couple of those performances this weekend, I think. Yeah, I would agree. There's a bunch of, correct me if I'm wrong, a bunch of two-game series, no? Or at least a, a few that I saw. I'm a fan, which, which I don't remember that really being a thing, but maybe it, maybe it has been heading into the all-star break, but I squeeze them in. All right. Maybe a lot of two game series was a stretch, but I think I saw at least, at least a few for some teams, little, little, old, uh, two game series. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, do we want to go into some fantasy players to consider adding, or we want to do weekend series? Should we should we wrap it up with weekend series? Yeah, let's wrap it up with weekend series. Some fantasy players to consider adding to your squad. Right off the top here, yes, another pitcher that I'm talking about, believe it or not. Dane Dunning, 32.4% mm-hmm. rostered. In ESPN leagues, he's got a 2.61 ERA and a 1.1 WHIP on the year. His last four starts, he's put up efforts of 12 points, 12 points, 30 points, and 15 points. And three of those, three of 
those four starts were against AL East opponents. So you know that he's he's seeing some some offenses in that stretch. Uh, his last start before the All-Star break will be on Sunday versus the Nationals. So safe to assume you can uh, bank on him at least having a halfway decent outing. Even if he's not on top of his game, he's going up against a uninspiring national squad. So consider adding him to your roster. Like I said, he's only rostered in 32.4% uh, right now. So consider consider the addition heading into the weekend. Uh, Craig Kimbrell. Didn't think I'd be including his name in this list, but... Didn't know man was still... Still relevant. He's, uh, I mean, he's he's proven himself to be a a somewhat worthy addition in fantasy. He's rostered right now across thirty one point three percent of uh, teams. He's got a three six zero ERA, point nine seven WHIP, and you can credit that ERA to a a, a rocky start to the year. Uh, but his really seemingly found his stride. On the year, he's 13 for 13 and save opportunities. Uh, and he's currently riding an 11-inning scoreless streak. And seven of those innings uh, in that span were perfect innings. So, hmm. might not be a bad idea if you need a, a reliever or yeah. closer. Yeah. To uh, maybe add old Craig Kimbrell. And last on my list here, Hassan Kim. He's rostered in 28.9% of leagues, and he has recently seen a 10.7% bump in uh, in those uh, roster additions. He has a career-high 15 stolen bases already, and we haven't, re- haven't even reached the All-Star break. He's one home run shy of his career high. He has 10 on the year, and he is currently sporting a career-high walk rate at 11.7%. And as a leadoff, that's what you want. You want to see it. You want to have a guy that sees pitches. You want to have a guy that gets on base. And he is doing that. And with those, with those ABs that he's getting, you know he's going to have opportunities to get some points for you. But he's been, he's been crushing it as of late. Uh, entering Wednesday, he was slashing 289, 377, 644 with five home runs, 10 RBIs over – his previous 11 games. So if you need uh, a depth piece for your position players, consider adding him. Can't do that in our league because he's already on my team. So yeah, too deep in our league. Dude's filling a role though. That's what he is. We're making a lot of, I I've been looking into a lot of uh, responses regarding his performance as of late from Padres fans. And a lot of people are, Second guessing the Xander Bogarts Ooh. deal a little bit now with the way Hassan Kim has been playing. Ooh. Wondering like you had a guy that was more than capable of yeah. filling an infield spot, can bounce around if need be. But that's that's no, I'm not I'm not buying that. That's easy to to flip the script. When when Xander signed, they were not talking about Hassan Kim the way they're talking about him now. So I'm not I'm not gonna buy the the revisionist history. Anyway, that's what one I got. I would argue for... that's one of the names they move on from at the deadline. Hassan Kim? Never know. Yeah. It's possible. You only Some have so many names say... you can move. Everyone's locked down. Sure. sure. So Trent Grisham. 
So they just DFA'd Nelly Cruz? I did see that, yeah. So you going to find a job? I, I, saw, I mean, I saw a bunch of comments on that being like, what did you expect from like a 60-year-old yeah. DH? Like, yeah. I don't know what they were exactly anticipating or hoping for, but I'm sure he'll land on his feet somewhere. But you, you got to think that this is probably the, the last year we see him. I think he'll finish out the year with, with somebody. Maybe maybe even give like a a playoff run jolt to some degree, but I don't see him. What a Mariners return. Yeah, I feel like he, he is going to, if he does end up somewhere, it's going to be with a team that has things kind of already taken care of and anything that he can provide as a bonus right now. I don't. I don't know if the Mariners are willing to to take up a spot for that sort of yeah. unknown. Yeah. Right? Would that make know. the most sense? I don't know. They're out of it too. Just talking about mediocre teams. Yeah. Anyway, Sorry. um, before we get into our uh, weekend series, Nate, can you? This is this is our last chance to talk about it before our uh, trial period ends so you want to just give the give the folks a little bit of encouragement as we head into uh friday which is the final day do you like us do you like your balls do you like hair those are the three questions you need to ask yourself let's start with the last one do you like hair not on your balls, so we got to get rid of that somehow. What was the second question? Do you like your balls? Sometimes they get in the way, but, you know, overall, they are what they are. And do you like us? Do you want to FaceTime with us? Do you want to hang out with us for a little bit? Chat a little something, something. We could talk balls. We could talk baseballs. Whatever you want to talk about. If you have your answers to those three questions, go purchase something. Manscaped.com, promo code 30TAKE, 20% off, free shipping as well. You can buy whatever you want. Screenshot, click those side buttons. I'm not talking to any Android people. I don't even know. Can you screenshot on those? I doubt it. Uh, screenshot on your iPhone. Send I mean, it if, to us. If Sorry, if we're being honest real, real quick, it... From what I can gather, we're not going to FaceTime an Android user anyway. So, well, don't say that up front. We'll if you're an Android out. person, I think there's one I'm specifically thinking about right if, now. <laughs> I know who you're thinking of. If <laughs> if there's one thing that we can acknowledge, I think it's that Android comes out with all of these features like well before iPhone and then way before, just yeah, late, yeah, late sure. to the party. So yeah. I'm not gonna. We're not going to drag Android like that. But oh, anyway, what they, continue. What do you think they call it? They definitely don't call it screenshot. They call it something weird. They call it Probably shot it. screen. Uh, screen. Take grab. a shot screen, screenshot, screen grab, screen capture of your purchase. Oh, DM us. They're definitely screen capture. That yeah, just yeah. makes the most sense. Yeah. A little Nerds. Uh, send it over to us. Proof of your purchase. We will do a little drawing, and we're going to hang out over FaceTime for a little bit. So get that done. 
Again, promo code 30TAKE, 20% off, free shipping. Ask yourself those first three questions I asked you, then you will get your answer. Manscaped. Yes, and that trial period that we're in with Manscaped ends Friday as a reminder. So, Manana, 7 7. If you're listening today, Thursday, July 6th, ends tomorrow. So you're running out of time. But anything you can do to help us out would be greatly appreciated, as as we've mentioned before, trying to lock down Manscaped long-term. So anything our wonderful, wonderful listeners can do to help us out, and that includes Android users. We love you guys, too. We're just, we're just giving you a hard time. Yeah. We, we might love you a little less, but we still love you. Anything yeah. you guys can do would be uh, greatly appreciated. So with that said, let's get into some weekend series to keep an eye on as we wrap up the unofficial first half um i'll go first since you got your deep dive okay believe it or not and if you're listening to this you you may not know where i'm going with this but i from from time to time i like taking this route of picking two scrub teams and treating it as like a cage match almost where it's like somebody oh, has to all right. somebody somebody has to come out of this on the other end. It's going to be bloody both ways, but somebody has to come out of this in better shape than when they went into it. And for that reason, I'm going with the Mets versus the Padres. Oh. The two most talked about teams you could say in baseball because of how bad they've been outside of the Oakland Athletics of course. But just with the expectations they came into the season with, how they're playing right now, this is, and I think the timing of it is is incredible as well. Like you're going into the All Star break, like you need you need to use this series as as a as a launching pad into the second half. Like take whatever momentum you can get. Take if you're a hitter, take whatever ABs that you can you can uh, string together over the course of this weekend to to get your your confidence back, carry that into the break, hit the reset button, and then in this second half, just use what you were able to muster up this series. Game one, we've got Justin Verlander going up against you, Darvish. There's a lot of... If things were going well, if this was 2022, these would be some pretty good matchups. We'll see how it pans out in... Uh, in this series, but you got Justin Verlander against you, Darvish. Mm. Uh, game two, you've got David Peterson versus Blake Snell, who I just talked about uh, over the last week or so. He's been he's been tearing it up. And then game three, you got Max Scherzer versus uh, it's TBD, but stand by. Let me check to see if there's been any updates. Uh. Game three, Max Scherzer versus yes, undecided. So sweet, sweet CBD. Sweet. That'll be a great matchup. Um, but yeah, like I said, this is this is one to keep an eye on to see who continues to spiral and maybe who can use this as a opportunity to turn things around. That's what I got, Nate. Uh, who are you going with? Well, just a fun little matchup, just because it's it's rare and it's old timey clubs playing each other. Uh, Cubs visiting the Yankees. Uh, Cubs are forty and forty five this year. As of Thursday, going into Thursday's games, they're three out of the last 
10 games. Uh, they have three and seven in the last 10 games. Nigs are 48 and 39, six and four in their last 10. And I was trying to find a little nugget here uh, before I went into like the actual matchups. I didn't realize that the Cubs are absolutely abysmal in Yankee Stadium. Abysmal. Wow. Um, since they met in the World Series in the 30s, oh, the, I remember Cubs, that series. the Cubs have held a lead at the end of five of those 112 innings never after the sixth inning so apparently they've never held a lead after the sixth inning since the 30s in yankee stadium that's pretty wild wow what a stat i yeah that's interesting shout out uh call the open.com bill felber call the pen.com whatever never heard of you Thanks for that half stat. Uh, game one, Friday, Jameson Tyone returning to the Bronx. Uh, two and six this year, six, nine, three ERA in 63 and two thirds innings pitched. Not exactly what the Cubs were hoping they signed. Um, and overall, you know, Likes to give it up a little bit in Yankee Stadium. 31 career starts, obviously spent 21 and 22 with the Yankees. Um, in, in those 31 career starts, 64 earned runs, 24 of those coming from the long ball. Uh, he is only at 47 points in fantasy this year, by the way. Hmm. Um, and I made a note here, April 15th was the last game he pitched where he didn't give up a run. Tough. Tough. Uh, on the Yankee side, finally making his debut, Carlos Rodon. Um, obviously, we know he signed a six-year, $162 million deal with the Yankees in the offseason. Um, has dealt with some mystery injuries, you know, the Yankees, they never like to reveal what the actual injuries are. Um, but uh, in his last three rehab starts, 10 and two innings, 10 and two thirds innings total pitched uh, and three hits, only one earned run. Um, so curious to see what we get out of him. You're not going to see a full length start, most likely 65, 70 pitches. So kind of hope for maybe five out of him. Uh, game two, Drew Smiley, uh, fantasy-wise, ranked 62nd among starting pitchers in fantasy. Uh, decent year, 7-5, 4-1-0 ERA in 90 innings pitched. That's 147 total points in fantasy. Um, interesting, though. Uh, you know me and my deep dive with, with stats. 45.1% uh, fly ball rate for Drew Smiley. 10% of those are home runs. So you got the, the fly ball to home run ratio. That's at 10%. Um, the Yankees rate fourth highest in fly ball rate as an offense and have the highest home run fly ball ratio, obviously because of the dimensions, at a 16.9%. Like a... So 
that is a little mixture of trouble, I think, for Drew Smiley. Mm-hmm. What were we going to say? I was just saying, I feel like a proud dad hearing you talk about fly ball percentages and yeah. waving your marker. Just yeah, wow. getting in there. Getting what in a, there. What a long way. Dropping our, our, nuggets. So honestly, our, if you're a betting man, I would potentially look at the over on Saturday. Uh, Drew Smiley in Yankee Stadium. Dimensions, fly ball percentages. I'm just not sure that uh, is going to be a good mixture for him. Um, he is going up against Garrett Cole. Fifth-ranked starting pitcher in fantasy this year. 8-2, 2.79 ERA. At 109 two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, 266 overall fantasy points this year. Last time out, not great uh, against St. Louis. Six innings pitched, six hits, two earned runs, five strikeouts and two walks. Decent, not great. Um, Interesting note here, though. Curious about, you know, Garrett Cole had that whole home run issue last year. He's basically cutting it in half this year. Home run to fly ball ratio is down to 8.8%. Last year was at 16.8%. So seems like he's kind of put a little bit of a band-aid on that for now. Uh, and then game three, Sunday, Kyle Hendricks going for the Cubs. Uh, three and three this year, 264 ERA for Kyle Hendricks. Um, to be fair, he's only thrown 47 and two-thirds innings, though. Um Last time out, pretty solid start against Milwaukee. Six innings, four hits, one earned run. Uh, totaled up for 16 fantasy points. This is going to be his first start against the Yankees since 2017. And sticking with the trend here, uh, I think the ERA is attributed how he's gotten rid of the home run to fly ball ratio as well. Um, lowest of his career, actually, at 3.4%. He's averaged 11% on a home run to fly ball ratio in his career. So he's basically eliminated that. He's definitely a pitch to contact guy. He's not going to toss out a bunch of strikeouts. But yeah, good for Kyle Hendricks. I love when pitchers reinvent themselves and whatever you got to do to get out, find outs. a way to just get out. So good for him. Uh, going against uh, Domingo Herman. Um, 52nd ranked pitcher in fantasy, five and five this year, four, five, two ERA, even after the perfect game, He's thrown 85 and two thirds innings, 160 fantasy points. Um, I think anyone can guess that, uh, you know, after a no hitter or a perfect game, it's not exactly the best start afterwards. Uh, on Monday, he went four and a third against the Orioles, nine hits, two and runs. Five strikeouts for a total of five fantasy points. Um, little nuggets on him, nothing crazy. Uses off-speed pitches 60% of the time. A lot of curveballs and change-ups. And that's what you kind of heard about Kotze's, the A's manager's uh, manager uh, comments about not going the other way with it. So I wanted to look into that a little bit. Um, teams are only going oppo against him 15% of the time. So a lot of teams are just kind of wrapping around those off-speed pitches. I think that's attributed to a little bit of Domingo's success this year. But overall, pretty exciting matchup. 
I don't know how many people are going to be super glued into that, but I do know that there's a lot of Cubs fans and there's a lot of Yankees fans in this country. So it's going to be a lot of people watching. It's going to be good. I love it. Um, Closing the book, unless you got anything else. No. Uh, A little something, something, but it's going to be active. You want me to go? Uh, it's nothing like headline worthy. It was more of just like a, a thought, a revelation that I had after after seeing Pablo Lopez do what he did last outing CG. I think it dawned on me that a complete game might be. I mean, I only thought about it for like thirty seconds, so I'm sure if I thought about it for any longer than that, I could probably come up with the a list of some other things, but short list of favorite things in all of baseball at this point in time, but just mm. the way that the game has shifted the mm-hmm. the way that the game is approached from the, from the perspective of uh, starting pitchers versus relievers versus openers versus whatever. I just really love, I really love CGs and I just wanted to, to yeah. share that. So, yeah. All right. That's fair. I hear rookie yelling at you back there. Can you hear him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably time to go out. So we should, uh, what do you got? We can get out of here. Um. Well, what, 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 how much time do we have left? What are we at? What's our timer at? Hour, I'm going to say seven. It's whatever. We're at a, uh, we're like a little over an hour right now. So, oh, we, okay, cool. It's whatever rookie says our time is. Yeah, that's fair. Um. We, I didn't even really talk to you about this. Uh, and, with um with this podcast we don't try not to get into anything outside of baseball um you know for a multitude of reasons you know baseball for us is an escape and we try to make sure that this podcast in a way can be an escape for a lot of people to kind of back away from real world stuff and we definitely don't want to do or say anything that could be polarizing or or divisive in any way um but I kind of feel like I'm called to to talk about this a little bit. Fourth uh, of July, um, me and Paige's family went to the movies, and uh, we saw a movie called Sound of Freedom. And uh, for those who don't really know what that is, it's it's a movie um, that is, I would say, probably one of the most important movies I've ever seen. Um, not based on enjoyment of the movie, not based on acting or production of the film or anything like that. It was, um, it's about child sex trafficking and the movie, uh, isn't being put out to make money. Um, the head actor, uh, Jim Caviezel, for those who uh, for my fellow Christians may know he's, uh, uh, played Jesus Christ in the passion of Christ. Um, he felt like it was important to tell this story. And I just, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm wanting to talk about it cause it's an important movie to see. Uh, and that's their message is that more people need to see this. It's not about making money. It's, it's, it's about getting this message out that this is, a big problem. I've heard two different numbers in the movie. They say that this is a 150 
billion dollar industry. Um, I've heard as low as $40 billion industry. Either way, those numbers are pretty disgusting. Um, it's a difficult movie to watch. It'll break your heart. It'll hurt. Uh, you will not leave that movie with dry eyes, but it is something that I think it's extremely important to see. And after the movie, there's a message of Jim Caviezel sitting down and talking for you for a couple minutes. And um, he just said, spread the word. Get people to see this movie. Get people to see that this is a problem and, and it's a world problem. It's, it's not about religion. It's not about political affiliation. This is an issue that, you know, kids are, kids are in trouble right now. Um, so again, I apologize for leaving our little baseball bubble here, but I have a little bit of a platform here with this. And um, I feel like every once in a while, there's certain messages that just need to get out. So if you can't afford to go, they actually have um, a pretty amazing thing where a lot of people are buying tickets to get people to go there. It's again, it's not even about the money. It's just about going and seeing that this, um, what is happening. It's a true story based off of, uh, someone that is, is a true hero in my eyes. That's fighting a fight that seems like it's unwinnable, but I think overall, we just, we need to be more aware of it. If you guys have kids, I highly recommend seeing this. If you want kids, I recommend seeing this. Um, this is, it's, it's a very sad, sad issue, but it's something that needs to be addressed and needs to be witnessed and seen. And, um, I think one of the biggest problems is, is our, our country. We're one of the biggest consumers with that. And there's a lot of covering up and there's a lot of crazy stuff. So I'm sure you guys are going to hear a lot of craziness over the next couple months with this kind of blowing the top off on things. Um, but I'd rather be on this side of it, understanding that you can make a difference and there's ways to be able to help and be aware of it and just make this known. So give it a watch. Uh, it'll hurt your heart. I didn't sleep well after. Didn't really talk much. Paige and I didn't really talk much after the next day. Still hurt. Today's like the first day where I feel like I'm kind of talking normal and mm. paying attention to other stuff. But this, um, it's so important to see. As, as difficult it is, as it is to see, it's so important to see and know. So, uh, and like I said, if, if you can't afford it, there's ways you can go on their website and you can find um, free tickets actually to be able to claim. Um, but just you'll understand once you see it that you're going to want to spread the word too. And you're going to want mm. to make sure that other people see it as well. Uh, it's, it's, it's that important. So like I said, I apologize for breaking the, the baseball bubble, but it's no, it's all good. Nate doesn't Nate doesn't recommend things all that often, but when he does, you can you can count on on his recommendation being stamped pretty seal solid. of approval. Yeah. Seal of approval. So yeah, yeah, definitely uh definitely take his word for it on that. And we may have to find a time to go go see it. So Yeah. Maybe even this weekend. We'll yeah. See. It's uh expect expect the rest of your day to be 
your mind to be pretty much consumed yeah, by that for consumed, the rest of the day. Yeah. So plan around that for sure. Um, and just hold those, those poor kids tight, please. Never know. Well, I'd stick around with you and talk about it more, but sounds yeah, like get that uh, dog out of there, man. Sounds like sounds He's like Ricky pissed. needs to <laughs> needs to yeah. get out for a little potty visit. But that's uh, all we got for you. We'll see you guys next week for a little home run derby preview. That's all I got. Yes, sir. Don't go chasing curveballs, guys. We love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.